This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Hundred and seventy-four riots. That's how many riots took place in the summer of love, summer of 2020. And the far left didn't say anything. They didn't condemn it. They didn't have a problem with the fact that so many of our cities were burning and many people were killed. Hundreds, if not thousands, of police officers were injured during all of those different riots. The police stations were burned down. And guess what? Now it looks like we are sadly on the verge of a repeat performance by the far left. And we got a taste of it this weekend with some of the protests that are getting angry. They're getting more visible. And this is just the beginning. So I want to ask you tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show, how concerned are you that these protests are really going to get out of hand? And don't you see a double standard? I brought up the summer of love protest because it was far from the summer of love. It was the summer of hate. And remember, it was about race relations. And there were so many different riots that took place all over the country. And again, many officers were, you know, killed. There were a number. There were a number of other uh, individuals that were killed. Police stations were burned to the ground. Businesses were bound, burned to the ground. There were police officers who had, you know, their heads hit with bricks and chairs and everything else. Two billion dollars of damage. That's just the tip of the iceberg. A lot of cities have never recovered from that summer of race relations. And now people are deeming what they are starting to see in the last 24, 48 hours in America. And it breaks my heart to say this. They are starting to see what may be the summer of rage about to start because clearly the left doesn't have anything else that they can go after. What are they going to do? The, you know, inflation is skyrocketing. Cost of gas is skyrocketing. The border is skyrocketing with the illegals coming in. Uh, The Afghanistan withdrawal was terrible. It's a mess in Ukraine. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so now they have found this issue, and they are clearly going to be screaming it to the rooftops between now and November. And already, they don't think that there's a problem with them protesting outside the House of Supreme Court justices. We know that over the weekend, they went to Brett Kavanaugh's house in Chevy Chase, Maryland. That's right there on the D.C. border. And then they also marched. They went to Chief Justice John Roberts' house. Then they came back again. And then tonight, by the way, they protested outside of Sam Alito's house. And apparently Sam Alito is at an undisclosed location because he's concerned about his safety. What the heck 
has America come to? That if you don't like a draft decision, this is not even the real decision. Wait till the real decision comes down. And if it's the same as this looks like it's going to be, imagine what they're going to be doing. I mean, this is like decision by mob rule. And by the way, it is illegal to protest outside a justice's home in an effort to obstruct justice or to sway their opinions. It is against the law. So where is our attorney general tonight? This is the guy who was going to go after parents who were upset about critical race theory being taught in schools. This is the chief justice you know, who said he's going to treat everybody fairly and who picked Mary Poppins, remember, didn't know her Mary Poppins background for the disinformation panel. He would have every grounds right now to arrest all those protesters outside each and every house. And that would send a message. Don't do it. And guess what? Do you see a pattern here? Because remember, in the summer of love in 2020, when there were so many of those protests that got really violent pretty quickly, especially at night, and they're protesting at night now, too. Remember, they didn't start arresting them. And in fact, in so many cities, like in New York City, Bill de Blasio basically told the law enforcement to stand down. Stand down. Do not do anything. And so they had to basically stand there when they were getting beat up and somebody was throwing a brick at them or a chair at them or water at them or whatever or worse. They literally had to stand down, and it wasn't until like a few days later when basically so many businesses were burned to the ground that they finally stepped up and said, we're able to do our job. Please let the best police department in the country do their job. Shame on Bill de Blasio. I still don't know why businesses didn't sue the heck out of him and other people and go after them because it was his decision to basically let New York City burn because he was agreeing with those protesters. And that's what's happening again now. We are so much seeing the far left at this hour basically condoning it. They're basically saying it's okay, You know, and, and even Nancy Pelosi has come out. This is amazing. The House Speaker, who is, you know, top, of course, in the House there for the Democratic Party, a major leader in the Democratic Party, she has come out and basically say that people have a right when it's righteous, you know, righteous movement. It's a righteous action is what she has said. She's basically saying it's okay. And the White House finally kind of tepidly said, well, we don't really know if people should be protesting or whatever. We respect the courts. They kind of like circled back around it and they basically did a punt. They were asked about it last week and last week they were praising it. This week they're kind of going, well, maybe it's not a good idea. Wink, wink, keep on going. To me, we are really into really scary, tough times. So tonight, I want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to be taking your calls all night here on the Rita Cosby Show. What are your thoughts about where this is headed? And do you see a complete double standard as I do? Because as I point out, there were 574 riots in 2020. They didn't condone those. In fact, they went one step further Kamala Harris, who is now our vice president, was praising the Minnesota Freedom Fund that was bailing out the rioters all over the country, not just in Minnesota, but all over the country. It was called the Minnesota Freedom Fund. But if they rioted in New York or other cities near you, they were basically given these slips. We saw them on camera. They're like, ah, here's the slip. If you get arrested, don't worry about it. 
Here's the number to you call and you'll get right out. No problem. Courtesy of Kamala Harris and people on Joe Biden's campaign also were supporting that as well. How shameful and horrible is that? And guess what? So far, they have not been condemning. They've been saying, oh, they're angry as heck and people have a right to protest. You don't have a right to protest in front of somebody's home at the middle of the night. And it is illegal, by the way, in front of a justice's house. There's actually a statute that says you should not be protesting to try to influence a decision. Guess what? They haven't even come down with their decision. They definitely are trying to influence a decision. So I am appalled and I'm outraged and I'm just disgusted that so far the Democrats have done nothing. If anything, they are encouraging this. And it makes me think they are going to do the same thing that they allowed as they saw so many cities burn and so much property destroyed and condemned and problems and issues and people seriously hurt and dead. And yet it was basically crickets from the Democratic side. Is that what's in store? And how concerned are you and how outraged are you that they are allowing this? It's like selective prosecution. The only thing that they will call a riot is January 6th. That's the only thing that seems to be a riot to them. Everything else, the burning of police stations, the killing of officers, the killing of citizens, the killing of business owners, that's righteous. That's because it fits their philosophy or it appeals to their base, their far-left agenda. Give me a break. This, to me, is so un-American. It's shameful. And to me, it is outright rule by mob. And I am really concerned where we're headed, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here's a little bit of some of the protesters. Listen to what they were saying and the way they were chanting it. By the way, when they were out there, a lot of them were holding up like coat hangers and saying, oh, we'll abort your baby. We'll kill your baby. We'll do that. Listen to this as well. Keep your rosary off our ovary. And here is another group chanting some more vile stuff. And then it went one step further in Wisconsin. And again, this is only the beginning of the protest. It hasn't even been a week. Tonight's really a week. You know, it's like it wasn't even a week when these protests happened. Okay, so here in in, uh, Wisconsin, this is really horrible. A pro-life group headquarters was attacked with two Molotov cocktails. And then they painted on the building outside in spray paint. It says, If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. I mean, if that's not a threat, I don't know what is. But guess what? Today doesn't seem like the far left is condemning that either because it fits with their agenda. Listen to the Madison police chief talking about what happened. Shortly after 6 a.m. on Sunday, May 8th, a passerby headed to Madison's airport Notice flames coming from the Wisconsin Family Action Office. The area is very close to the Madison Police Department's North District 
and our officers arrived to the scene moments before the Madison Fire Department. Our responding officers observed smoke coming from the building and a ground-level window, which had been breached. So what if people were inside, and what if somebody died? Would the left still be saying that that's okay? It's okay to destroy somebody's property because you don't agree with their philosophy on a draft leak decision? They still haven't condemned the leak, by the way, either, for the record. I mean, that's a whole other story. But here's a little bit of what they found inside inside that family action office that was ablaze. Fire investigators located an incendiary device, sometimes referred to as a Molotov cocktail, inside the office. Wow. So can you imagine if somebody died inside as a result of this? And so far today, you're not even hearing anybody on the left. They're basically condoning these groups that are out there saying, boy, we're angry and we have a right to protest. You have a right to protest peacefully outside the Supreme Court. You have a right to march peacefully. All of that is great. It's America. You're allowed to do that. But to Molotov cocktail, to throw that at a family action group and to go to the homes of Supreme Court justices, I told you they just left Samuel Alito's home and were like saying vile things outside of his house to the point where he can't even stay at his own home now that he's worried where justices are worried about their families. And there was also another story earlier that John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts, there was the neighbor of John Roberts saying he's, they're going to protest him every day. Can you imagine what that's like living in that neighborhood if now your neighbor is against you and is saying we're going to protest you every day? You don't think they're like watching everything he does or who goes in and out. Uh, that neighbor knows an awful lot about you. And now you've got a neighbor who hates you and lives next door and is telling everybody they're going to make his life miserable. This is outrageous, outrageous. When we come back, everybody, I'm going to take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I am outraged tonight, and I hope you are too. The Rita Cosby Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I don't think they were talking to friends. It was a bunch of protesters hurling a lot of insults outside the highest court justices in the land. Here are nine justices, and based on this opinion, there were a number of them that were supportive of overturning Roe v. Way and sending it back to the states. That's what it would have done. It wouldn't have diminished Roe v. Wade. What it would have done is actually sent it back so each of the states would decide. But the left is saying it is a complete 
banishment of Roe v. Wade and a complete banishment of abortion. And that is not what it says, even if it does do that. We don't even know if it's the decision yet. It is just a draft. But already fencing's going up around the Supreme Court. I mean, there are so many issues here and so much security and police also now going to the homes of the justices where there have been lots of protests. Take a listen. Here is one group uh, that was chanting outside one of the justices' house. You don't care if people die. You don't care if people die. You don't care if people die. That's a great thing to have outside your house with your kids, you know, and you know that right now they're already cantankerous. They are fired up. They're angry. And listen, I again am all for peaceful protests. But shouting and some of the vile things that have been shouted and some of the diagrams and the pictures. And you're not supposed to be standing outside somebody's home, tracking down their home. After, remember, their home got put out by this group called Ruth Sent Us. And they basically doxed them, put out all their addresses and said, hey, here you go. Well, Governor Scott Walker, the former governor, had this to say about the complete hypocrisy of the left on protests. Well, it's outrageous. And the fact that a Molotov cocktail coming through there didn't immediately spur outrage. It it took some time before both the governor and eventually the president spoke out. But we should be speaking out against violence no matter where it comes from. If a a Molotov cocktail had been thrown through the headquarters of Planned Parenthood or through an abortion clinic, I think many of us would have joined in speaking out against that and would be outraged with the violence. But sadly, it's part of a trend we're seeing across the nation in front of the homes, as you just mentioned, of Supreme Court justices, and even in places of worship, if it was the other way around, I think the outrage would be much larger for many across this nation. Oh, boy, it would, Governor. You are absolutely right. The double standards are disgusting. They have yet to condemn the riots that we all saw the pictures of. In fact, they were basically like, they're mostly peaceful riots. Remember that? As like buildings are look like they're in the middle of Kosovo or Ukraine. You know, oh, mostly peaceful protests. You kidding me? As the police station's burning behind them. I mean, it is insane. That's what they were saying was, oh, those are no problem. Those 574 ones, no problem about that. We have a right to protest if we don't like a decision. And we have a right to burn and loot and do all those other things. I mean, this is just, we're, I'm, we're headed to dangerous territory this summer, guys, unfortunately. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Byron, line eight. Byron, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. I call you. I've called you on a number of occasions in the past, and the only time I identified myself as a former prosecutor, a former prosecutor, a former trial lawyer, retired now in New Jersey, was the last call I made. I want to weigh in on this thing about protesters outside the Supreme Court, Supreme Court justices' homes. Let me remind you that people. Re- Frequently, every day, protests outside the president's home called the White House. That's no problem. But I want to also point out that. But but Byron, Byron, hang on one second, Byron. Since you are an attorney, 18 U.S.C. says you should not be picketing or protesting to, quote, obstruct justice and influence the decision of a judge. You could be fined or imprisoned up to a year. So it is a crime. It's a little different. No, if you can prove and, that and, and, and by the way, by the way, Byron, the Byron, have you been to the White House? 
Oh, I've been there several times. Okay, so I, yeah. I have too. And, and, and people listening, I'm sure a number of them have been there, and they certainly have seen pictures. There is a big old fence around the White House right now, and there is massive security. Um, and because of that, protesters are often on that street. They're in Lafayette Park. They're not, like, standing, like, you know, like five feet away from the window. You know, I, I mean, here they were able to get a lot closer. It's a private neighborhood. It's a very different circumstance. And it clearly is in violation of this law, Byron. I mean, you're a prosecutor, you know. But but consider this, Rita. Supreme Court decisions sometimes don't come right out to the street in front of your house. They come right into your bedroom. There was a case. So that justifies that. Byron, let me just ask you, that justifies maybe violent threats I, and and I'm talking about there's already been this Molotov cocktail attack that was burning this building in Wisconsin who's to say there weren't people inside you know who's to say somebody didn't somebody was asleep maybe and got killed you know i mean i mean this is dangerous stuff you you know i i think there's an irresponsibility of people on the left not condemning this because it's getting awfully heated awfully quick Rita, I think you're jumping out ahead of your skis. I did not say that they have a right to threaten the judges or blow up anti-abortion facilities. I didn't say that. I just said that maybe you should think about whether the decisions of the Supreme Court come even closer to your house than just at the front street. Sometimes those decisions come right into your bedroom. No, I hear, by the way, Byron, I hear what you're saying, but it still does not mean you go in front of a justice's house or your Molotov cocktail things. I'm all for peaceful protests. That's what America's all about. I like people voicing their opinion if it's done respectfully and peacefully, and I'm not seeing that. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents... Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue, a powerful story coming from Atlanta, Georgia. Well, it may not be the reason that the app was developed, but Find My iPhone recently proved a key tool in helping to save a nine-year-old child. This is an amazing story. Recently, Jerrica Moore of Georgia pulled into a parking lot and briefly exited her vehicle, leaving her keys and her young son in the car. Moore used the iPhone tracking feature to help lead authorities to her car after it was stolen while her son was inside. Imagine how scary that was. Well, the Find My app gives users the ability to locate Apple devices. On Facebook, the APD shared how a man jumped into the car and sped off with the child still inside. So officers immediately responded to the scene. They began their preliminary investigation. She was able to track her son's iPhone by using location and relay real-time tracking to officers who were able to then track the information and locate the vehicle. And when an Atlanta police officer was able to spot the vehicle being closely pursued by Georgia State Patrol, the suspect attempted to flee from the officers with the child still in the vehicle. But the Georgia State Patrol was able to successfully execute a precision immobilization technique to render the vehicle 
immobile. Bravo to them. The suspect was then taken into custody without any further incident. And by the way, the child was inside and said to be okay. So a number of people who saw this said, boy, the way, bye. Uh, Not all heroes wear capes. And the police department said, we thank all the officers and all the different agencies involved in apprehending this brazen suspect and getting this child to safety. We're happy to report that the child and his mother have now been reunited and both are okay. What an amazing story. And also creative thinking on that mom's part, being able to track the vehicle. Thank goodness it had a happy ending. Well, we are talking about something that's not so happy, and that's the reaction of the left from this leaked Supreme Court opinion from the high court of the Supreme Court, of course, and it's been causing headlines. And in the last, like, few hours, a whole bunch of different groups have been putting out messages saying, we're going to do a nationwide protest this weekend. They are planning on different protests, some in New York, some in Los Angeles. There's some in Colorado. Um, Basically, 50 to 60 cities at least across America, there will be major, major protests. And listen, as long as they're peaceful, that's fine. But so far, they have already crossed the line, I think, tremendously. And the law says it, too, uh, by going to justices' homes over the weekend. They went to two of them. They went to one one tonight. Samuel Alito, who wrote that decision, that opinion, the draft that they were looking at, well, they went to his home just a few hours ago, and they're shouting all this vile, horrible stuff. And then also, they went and firebombed two Molotov cocktails inside a family office that basically was a pro-life group in Wisconsin. And the message on the outside said, abortions aren't safe. You aren't either. I mean, the rhetoric is getting so, so heated already. And by the way, Nancy Pelosi, again, who is, you know, the House Speaker, that's a very important role. People are watching to see what she says and what she does. Well, she came out and lauded protesters. She called it righteous anger. I wanted to make sure I gave you guys the right quote. Righteous anger to march and mobilize over the end of Roe. So in other words, keep doing it because we agree with what you're protesting about. Just like the summer of love where they were burning down buildings and beating up cops and, you know, everything else. And because they believe with that philosophy of what they were protesting, that they were protesting, they said was, you know, right, you know, criminal justice and all that, even though it morphed into all these other things and doesn't give them a right to attack other people. They didn't want to condemn it. The left didn't want to condemn it. They never condemned it. In fact, Nancy Pelosi said they should keep on protesting. Remember? So that seems to be your message on this, too. And that, I think, is really, really scary, guys. Here is a New York fireman outside a church at an abortion protest over the weekend. Take a listen. And Senator Tom Tillis, Republican, said he is outraged that justices are being invaded in their homes 
And he says this is just the beginning and that justices should be protected. Take a listen. I think it's inappropriate. It's unsafe and it's inappropriate for the Supreme Court. Look, I've had multiple protests at my house. I've had them trespass my property. I'm an elected official. The justices of the Supreme Court should be treated differently. They should be treated with respect. And I do agree that I don't believe it changes their opinion and it may galvanize their their decisions. Yeah, they look like they cowtail to pressure, that's a whole other issue right now. And where, you know, all the justices should be coming out. I mean, Justice Roberts came out and said, this is not appropriate. Justice Clarence Thomas came out and spoke. But all the justices should uniformly put out a message saying, do not do this to my colleagues, especially the liberal justices should stand up for the others as a matter of principle. And Senator Tillis said that there should be some sort of provision to protect the highest members of the highest court. Take a listen. Yeah, we have to step up protection because now, I, you know, this is laying, I think, the groundwork for seeing this no matter who, no matter what ideology controls the majority of the Supreme Court. Hopefully that won't happen. But I do see, you know, it's called political physics. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. This could set a completely different tone going forward, and we have to protect the justices. Yeah, and also the churches and also pro-life locations, any location that the left doesn't like. What is it, fair game to burn down and throw Molotov cocktails in? We are really crossing a dangerous line, everybody. And this, to me, could turn into the summer of rage. It was the summer of race, remember, in 2020? Is it now the summer of rage? That, to me, is really scary because already the left is not condoning it. What a bunch of hypocrites. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. They need to condemn this, and they need to say this needs to stop. And they should have done it from day one. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that violence is not the way to go. Just because they like what they're protesting, they like this fury, what they like this anger, they want to see our streets burning again, and they're not going to go after it and condemn it. Shame on them. Let's go to your calls, everybody. Let's go to Phil on line one. Phil, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Good evening. Uh, look, uh, there's some points that haven't been raised in this whole issue. For example, if Roe is, is, is withdrawn and modified, the point is they say, oh, people are going to have to go. Their state may not conduct an abortion or may, may not be within the terms that they need, and they're going to have to go and travel. Well, ain't that too bad? You have people that have cardiac surgery, they have specialized surgeries, people with medical conditions. They have to travel. They've got to get on a plane and go to go to Ohio or, or Texas or whatever to get the proper treatment. They're not complaining. The point is, the interesting thing, too, is a very interesting facet here. The average woman does not get an abortion. It's an exclusive group of women who get these abortions. And there's even a very, very tiny group who get repeated numbers of abortions. There, I, I heard on a talk show in uh, New Jersey that... There was one woman bragging that she's had eight abortions and she's not going to stop. She just does not want to worry about birth control. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, You know, Phil, you bring up some powerful points, too. And also, if you look, by the way, at some of the latest polling, Americans, if you say, well, you know, what do you think about abortion or Roe v. Wade? Um, They might be 50-50. But then if you say 
you know, um, what about late term? Um, what about after X weeks? What about partial birth abortion? All these different things. Then the polls really changed dramatically and show that a lot of Americans, the majority of Americans, do not support abortion under those terms. Um, so it's an interesting you know, it's an interesting dynamic, and each state will have to decide, and each group, if it gets to that. You know, I mean, who knows what? Do you think that the Supreme Court justices are going to stick to their guns? Or do you think that they may say, gosh, you know, it's just too volatile. You know, let's let's uh, let's try to, you know, uh, maybe I need to change my decision. Do you think that this could—I hope it doesn't change whatever their decision is. I mean, I think they need to just base it without emotions— but do you think it could have an impact the way they vote, Phil? No, I, I don't. I don't believe so. These 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 appointed judges, basically, with very rare exceptions, are are the creme de creme of, of, of the law providers. And I think that it is within deep people like Thomas and Alito and Kavanaugh and so on, and even some of the, I believe, Kagan. You know, I mean, it's it's basically in their heart to do. The right thing, or to act without sans prejudice, without any prejudice, because if they fold, if they fold on this issue and withdraw it, it sends a very dangerous precedent. Because all you want to do is, anytime the left feels that oh, this is going to affect us, let's start another protest, let's burn places down, let's threaten the judge. You cannot, in all reasonability or, or sanity, threaten justices of the court. These are lawgivers. They provide the law by which we live. And if you impugn them, if you cause them grief, you're only hurting yourself. And remember, remember, if you count the number of people protesting and the number of people involved in this movement, it is not two-thirds of America. It's not one-tenth of America. It's a very tiny minority. There are other more pressing issues that, that are affecting our lives and causing us grief, you know? But they want to use this as the central issue, Phil, you can tell. I mean, they clearly want to make this the issue because they know they can rally the base. They can galvanize the emotions of the base. And what else do they have to really run on? I mean, if you look at some of the latest polls, Phil, you've seen the numbers. I mean, he was tanking in every single different direction. You know, I mean, whether it's domestic policy, foreign policy, tomorrow he's going to come out with something about inflation. Uh, and blame Putin and blame, you know, everybody but himself. Um, so he's trying to deflect. And they are thrilled that there's an issue that's like a cultural issue that they can use, I think, as a distraction away from all these other things that are definitely not successes for them, Phil. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's that's the truth. And the point of it is, I, I, I predict that the Democrats are going to get destroyed when it comes to the uh, midterms, it, it, and forget presidential election, their day has passed. And it's a good thing, you know, I hate to say it real quick, it's a good thing Trump never got reelected, because now we have all the vipers coming out, all the snakes coming out from behind the rocks, and now their day is done. Well, let's see where this goes, Phil. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be, unfortunately, a long, difficult uh, summer if this is their start already, and it hasn't even been basically a week. Um, and the decision hasn't even come out yet. I mean, once the decision comes out, typically they come out in June by the high court. I mean, they could do it potentially another time, but they typically come out in June. Boy, uh, you know, it's going to be a long time until June. 
And then when it comes out, they're, I just think, going to go crazy if it stays the same way. And you're right. If this is how they feel, I hope they stay to it because they cannot be influenced by the mob. Um, You know, and I'll tell you something interesting, Phil. I had friends who said to me that they voted for Biden, they told me. I had one or two friends who said to me, and I was like, why did you vote for Biden? Well, I voted for him because there was so much chaos going on in America, and I just wanted calm. You know, there were friends who had big families and kids and all that, and we just wanted calm in our life. We just we just felt like it was so crazy, and we thought, like, maybe if, you know, if President Biden comes in, he's going to be a unifier, he says. Um, he's going to get rid of COVID, he said. Remember, he's going to bring everybody together, he said. And there won't be protests on the street. They just were sick of the marchers. They were sick of the burning. They were sick of the looting. And that did put pressure on some people, clearly, because I know at least two or three people that that said that to me, that had voted for Trump the first time, and they wanted calm, quote, in America, and they thought that by bringing in Biden, it would do that. And that's why this moment right now, I bring that up to you, Phil, because people are watching and going, oh, my God, it's going to be crazy again. But this time, look who is in office. You know, they, they can't blame it on Trump. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. But they'll find a way. You know, they always try to. Let's go to Jeffrey online, too. Jeffrey, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Good evening, Rita. Last time I spoke with you, you were helping me cook Easter food. Tonight, you're helping me thin lettuce in separate containers for growing for the season. Well, that's very nice. I'm glad. And listen, the weather's getting nice, so now it's it's at least a good time to be able to do that. That's great, Jeff. Nice to have you back. It better be, because i got to get these tomatoes outside. It's late. Everything seems to be late. But let's Ooh. get back to the subject. Of by, by the way, very important. What kind of tomatoes? Cherry tomatoes or what kind? Uh, hybrid slicing and big daddies. Oh, very nice. All right. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. So go, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to get into it. Anybody uh, who's a a parishioner or, you know, even if you're not a parishioner, you have a church that you're frequent. Everybody in the sound of my voice needs to speak with their pastor and put together a security plan amongst the parishioners. There were a lot of it, a lot of heavy coats in church this past Sunday, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Luckily, it was a little cool outside, so we needed the heavy coat. Yeah. But uh, the bottom line is, uh, get together with your pastor and the parishioners that uh, are like-minded um, uh, that can protect your flock. So it, I mean, you have a few people outside, you have a few people inside, and if at all possible, put somebody in an elevated position, because I think uh, you need to have all angles covered. So that was one thing. And By the way, well, can I say one thing? Hurt, it can't hurt to be too careful is what I'm trying to say. And I'll, and, uh, I'll let you finish too, Jeff. But you know what? It, to me, how sad that we're at a place right now where that is a correct thing. I mean, you think about when there were all those issues that happened at schools. Then they started, of course, with, uh, you, know, I, you know, when I went to school, we, you know, we talked once in a while about duck and cover and some of those things. But it was a very minor part. And now, of course, because of, sadly, the crime and so many of the issues, now they're talking about, okay, a security guard or this or that. And you're absolutely right, sadly. I think that churches do need to prepare. And any group, not just churches, of course, Catholic churches, but also look at this. You know, this was this family action office in Wisconsin. This was a pro-life headquarters of a group. It wasn't a church. Um, Anybody that's sort of associated with the pro-life movement um, has to really— be protected, or even if they're construed as being that way from the outside, you know, or next door to it, you know. I mean, we saw what happened, 
even in a, many of the businesses in America during those protests, it didn't necessarily matter. I mean, at, at a certain point, it was indiscriminate what they were burning down. I mean, they were clearly going after police headquarters. They were going after officers. Uh, they were going after luxury stores so they could steal everything. I don't know how that justifies, you know, race relations in America or anything like that. I mean, it, it clearly does not. Um, but it's sort of so indiscriminate. And that's what's really, really scary. But I think you're absolutely right. Jeff, real quick, uh, give you a chance to respond. Uh, well, uh, my sentiments exactly. You, didn't, you never thought you would have to be packed to go into church. But uh, another thing is, too, uh, the Supreme Court thought they were going to be spared any of this stuff because they didn't hear the Pennsylvania case for, with regard to how the uh, voting laws were changed because those votes should have been those should have been sent back to Pennsylvania. So I think that they bypassed to think that they were maybe uh, they would cut them a break. Well, sadly, they're finding out that they don't cut breaks. These are not reasonable people. Yeah, they, it's it's their way or the highway, and mob rule is, seems to be the only solution for them. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Good luck with the tomatoes. When we come back, everybody, will continue with your calls. one 800 848 What do you make of what Jeff just said, that churches now have to pack to basically make sure that they're safe? How sad is that based on what we have seen? It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. A little Rolling Stones here on the Rita Cosby Show. And start me up because I am fired up at the fact that I am seeing so many of these protests and seeing these alerts all over the place of like, Hey, meet us near the Brooklyn Bridge. Hey, meet us near the Golden Gate Bridge. Hey, meet us over here in Peachtree. I mean, it is definitely gearing up for lots and lots of protests. And you just heard from Jeff. Jeff was just saying at churches, they need to start planning who's going to be having security. What kind of security? What's the plan in a church if suddenly a whole group of angry protesters start disrupting your service and start shouting or pushing parishioners or, or worse? I mean, it, how scary is that, that we have come to that with a draft of a Supreme Court decision that sends it back to the states, doesn't even eliminate it, and yet the left doesn't like it, they're going crazy, and Nancy Pelosi again, I couldn't believe this, she calls the protesters full of righteous anger to march and mobilize. In other words, keep on going. That's basically what she said during the Summer of Love, where there was 574 protests and so much death. It was horrible. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of some protesters outside a church in L.A. over the weekend. Get your hands off me. Wow, does that sound like a nice, peaceful church service? Would you want that in your service? And is there anybody out there who actually thinks this kind of action is justified? I say heck no. 
1-800-848-9222. It is outrageous. And guess what? This is par for the course with the far left who let so many of our American cities burn. And now they don't mind if there's protests in churches. They don't mind if Supreme Court justices have people all over their lawn shouting in front of their kids in the middle of the night. No problem. That's the way that they handle things that they do not like on a judicial level. 1-800-848-9222. Let's real quick go to J.C. in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, J.C. Rita, this is all backwards, obviously uh, hypocrites. But uh, one point I want to say, besides the fact, uh, we got to save the children. There's nobody thinking about the unborn children. The children are being attacked on all sides, okay? They're teaching them CRT. They're forcing transgender down their, their, uh, their throats. CRT. Right, uh, but, but do you know what's interesting? If you protest CRT, you're a domestic terrorist. If you do this, it's okay by the left. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the floor. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, later on in the hour, we are going to talk about, quote, Victory Day in Russia because Vladimir Putin was out there parading a lot of his military hardware, basically blaming the West, blaming Ukraine, saying his goal is to denazify Ukraine and that he was doing it in defense of his country. But you know what's interesting? His air power was not on display. He had this big parade where you show off all your military hardware And they typically do a big air show. Is that because a lot of his planes are unfortunately out of commission? Or is that because maybe they're busy in the war in Ukraine? And in the last few hours, there have been some more strikes in Odessa and in different parts of the country, by the way. So he is using his planes there for sure. Um, And also more horrible news coming out of over the weekend where they shot uh, an elementary school where they actually did a big strike on an elementary school that was being used as a shelter. And they believe that up to 60 people or more potentially were in that shelter when it was hit. It was clearly a school being used as a shelter, and the Russians continue to just pound away. And we're going to talk about that later on in the hour. The other thing that's also so stunning about what I'm seeing is happening now, if things are not bad enough in Ukraine And today, I love the fact that President Zelensky did his own Victory Day address saying, quote, we will win. We're going to kick your butt, basically, Putin. We will win. Um, But there's some really scary numbers that are coming out. um, And I was seeing that over a million Ukrainians 
it's like 1.2 million Ukrainians have been taken to Russia for, quote, re-education camps. That's a pretty scary word. And you think about, is it a concentration camp? What's happening to those people? More than a million people physically taken from Ukraine now in camps in Russia. What's going on and what are they doing to these people and what are the plans for these people? I mean, it's just, it's horrible and it's horrific. And Putin today not making really any declaration of victory. So I can't wait to get your thoughts on what he was trying to do today with this parade, but not really declaring victory, talking about his nukes, talking about the West. Is he planning something horrific? Is he trying to negotiate a deal? What? Where do you see this going? I can't wait to get your thoughts later on in the hour here on the Rita Cosby Show on that. Meantime, we are talking about these attacks that have been happening. And I say attacks because they're verbal attacks. And there are some physical attacks that have been taking place at pro-life locations and also at the homes of conservative justices. Take a listen. Here are some of the protesters over the weekend protesting, uh, being pretty vocal outside the homes. They were there outside of the chief justice's home and also Brett Kavanaugh. They do not like them. And they also marched on uh, Alito's home just a few hours ago, too, as well. Take a listen. Here they are in action. And imagine that outside your home. And that's like the nicest thing they have been shouting. You know, they've been you know, like holding up the coat hangers and screaming and they've had like fake babies. And there was one scene outside a church and I believe it was outside New York where this woman, uh, a guy dressed up as a woman, as a baby, was holding a fetus with a coat hanger and saying, I'm going to kill this. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to kill this. Ha. I, I mean, it's like it is so crazy. It has gotten so demented and drawing signs of coat hangers and chalk on the sidewalks. I mean, this is getting really crazy. And it's only been about a weekend. So can you imagine when the actual decision comes down? And if it turns out to be anything like the opinion, they are going to go nuts. And so far, the left is not really condemning it. That's what, to me, is so outrageous. You have the president of the United States, when he was asked about it last week, was like, well, you know what? Um, Didn't condemn the leak that someone leaked for the very first time outside the U.S. Supreme Court of an opinion, a draft opinion. Didn't condemn that action, which potentially is a crime. Didn't say anything about it. Just said, you know, I understand because women have a right to choose. Women have a right. And, yeah, that's absolutely correct. But he didn't condemn the fact. They said, well, aren't you disturbed that now they're putting out the addresses of Supreme Court justices, Mr. President? Don't you think that that's a troubling trend? Oh, you know what? Let's. They have a right to be passionate. They have a right to be. Are you kidding me? You know darn well if the shoe were on the other foot, they would go crazy. And so many constitutional experts have just really blasted the president and this administration. A couple hours ago, Circle Back Saki was like, well, you know what? Yeah, it's not a good idea. We have to respect the judges to do their job. That's not what you say. That's barely a condemnation. What she should have said was right away and the president do not go after justices. We have to respect the process. Let's see what it is. We'll fight it in court. 
you know, peaceful protests, that's okay, but don't go to the homes. Go to the Supreme Court, be peaceful, get your word out, get the message out, go to the voting booth, whatever you want to do. But to sit and not condemn giving out the home addresses of Supreme Court justices, I think the liberal left just showed their cards and showed that they will do anything, anything that they can do to galvanize their base and do anything not to condemn the far left. I mean, this is just outrageous. Well, Jonathan Turley, constitutional scholar, had this to say. He said it is ridiculous that this president doesn't take control of this. And guess what? It's that kind of action that leads to more protests because if they feel they have a free license from the White House and they certainly have a free license, it seems, from Nancy Pelosi, who calls it righteous anger. In other words, keep going, guys. That means things are going to get really ugly awfully quick and shame on the left for not condemning this. It's a fine thing that the president came out and condemned firebombing of a pro-life office. But there should be something short of that uh, that is enough to warrant condemnation from this president. These justices were doxxed. An opinion was leaked. You know, there, there has to be some line in our society that remains inviolate, something we can agree upon collectively, where we just say enough, that it's wrong. And that has to start with the president of the United States. He's got to be a moral compass. And he doesn't seem to want to go there. I mean, clearly, for a guy who half the time seems incoherent, he was very clear not to condemn the leaker, not even to basically chastise it, not to condemn the addresses of the Supreme Court coming out. I mean, this is outrageous. Here's a little bit more, Jonathan Turley. What is really chilling about all of this is the utter silence that has come from the White House. They said they simply don't have a policy on whether these protests and the doxing behind it are, are wrong or, or that they don't really have a position on condemning a leak that violated every ethical principle that governs the Supreme Court in the legal profession. That's a void created by this White House. And what can fill it is something we don't need. It's filled with violence and tolerance and intimidation. That's what happens when the president leaves a void. Absolutely. And doesn't set ground rules and say, guess what? This is not appropriate. I mean, what? The Supreme Court only works when they do decisions that you like far left? How dare they put the address up and the president of the United States doesn't have the guts to say this is not appropriate? I mean, that to me is absolutely so transparent of what they will do to try to galvanize their base and to try to win in November at any cost in the midterms with the House and with the Senate. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222 is the number to call. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Roger in Massachusetts on Line 8. Go ahead, Roger. Your thoughts. Okay. Now, with the exception of, you know, Canada and Western uh, Europe, there's a good hunk of the world that just fight for survival. Can you imagine, we've already, I bet we've already lost a lot of respect. Can you imagine if, if on this basis and on this issue, the Dems win in, in, in the midterms, you know, and the rest of the world looks at us and, and, and looks at the way things have been going and the, the, the issue that, that won the election, how 
absolutely. And by the way, uh, Ted Cruz, I'm just reading a comment because Ted Cruz not that long ago admits he said more than a few Republican senators are nervous about the electoral implications of this Roe v. Wade um, and the just the furor that they're trying to put in their base. Raj, go ahead. I'm getting to your respond. Go ahead. Raj, no, I, I lost I, you. I, I, I lost you. In other words, in other words, it, it could impact the election. I said, by the way, Raj, as soon as this happened, as soon as the opinion was leaked, I remember the night that it came on, we had Dershowitz on, like within a few minutes of, of the decision coming out. And he right away thought, yes, this could help the Democrats. I thought the very same thing because they need something Everything else that this president has been doing for even for the left, for any American, it doesn't matter what side you're on, has been a disaster. I mean, inflation's been a disaster. You know, consumer prices are a disaster. Foreign policy's been a disaster. I mean, even diehard Democrats don't really favor him if you look at the polls. I mean, they and independents have been disappointed in him on a lot of levels. So they need a reason to vote for the left. He's not on, you know, the, the ballot is, you know, but uh, on the House and Senate, they're voting for people who have the same values as they do. So they needed something to sort of, quote, galvanize the base. So they're going to ride this like there is no tomorrow, just like they were riding, you know, uh, you know, all the Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests and, and never condemned it and wants us to believe that like they almost never happened. You know, it's like if you listen to the Democrats, the only protests that happened were the one on January 6th. There was no other protest that ever happened, you know, uh, you know, in the last year or two. Just January 6th. Don't worry about your, you know, your lion eyes. Uh, don't worry about that. What you're seeing, the flames at the police station, you know, in a number of cities. Don't worry about that. The beatings of the cops. Don't worry about that. All of it is is January 6th. And now all it is is on this issue. And they're going to ride this uh, do you think now, let me ask you, Raj, do you think that this is going to help Biden? I think it will help them. Uh, I think in a, uh, and that's why I think they're trying to charge the base as much as they can. They need something because nobody's charged about Biden. I think so, because the media is so left leaning. It's a big advertisement. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, and besides, I don't, I don't trust the elections with the mail-in ballots. I don't trust the mail-in ballots. I think that they're, you know, this is the route we're going down. Sadly. Wow. Lots of stuff to talk about. Raj, thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to John in Staten Island, line one. Go ahead, John. Hey, Rita. It's a funny thing. Remember McCarthyism where uh, we were looking for communists and then we were somehow, I don't know how it stopped or they, they put down McCarthy for doing this. Well, now they're all here. <laughs> So what I want to know is, uh, if we come up with all Republicans and any Democrat standing that says he's a Democrat and not a communist, we should ask every all these guys that are totally left. Are you are you following the rules of Marxism? Because that's what it is. And if they can't get this thing out of the way, uh, what's his name Garland? He's got to step down because he is uh, he's acting the treasonous as the Department of Justice because he's not looking at the communists running this country right now. Well, and he's, he's not looking at and, and but but John, even beyond that, like separate even the philosophy. And I hear you because it is it's like this rule by mob, by fear and 
and, you know, and, and some of the, it is so ultra left. Um, so I hear you on that. But even just on policy, it's like they are breaking the law by protesting outside justices' houses. You're not allowed to do that, to try to influence a decision. That's one. So why are they not locking them up? Because you know darn well if it was conservatives outside any justice's house, they'd last about three seconds. Don't you think, John? I mean, the double standard, you know, and Garland has the authority to lock them up. You keep hearing them going on and on and on about January 6th. What about the protesters outside the house? I don't even see them making an effort to try to get the people who Molotov cocktailed, who bombed a uh, pro-life center in Wisconsin over the weekend. Where's Garland should be coming out right now and condemning that? That's on top of that, we should have people protesting in front of uh, Sotomayor, Kagan, in front of their houses saying, you can't step up for your own Supreme Court justice friends, that you're all all on one circuit. And if you can't step up for them, we should be standing outside having a barbecue and doing the same thing for them. Yeah, imagine. And by the way, guess what? I bet you, I bet you a hundred bucks Garland would then arrest those protesters. Somehow they'd find a way to get those guys, you know, but not the others. Wow. It is, it is so utterly shameful. I hear you. And by the way, you know, you're right. It's like what's good for the goose, good for the gander. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue with your calls after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. So hold the line by Toto. Maybe you should hold off from protesting outside of Supreme Court justices' houses. I think it is outrageous. Listen to Will Kane of Fox News, what he has to say about these protests. He says they're basically just all smoke and mirrors. All we've heard for the better part of two years is we must defend our democracy. We must save our democracy. Democracy has been the verbal tick that reflects the current thing that the left rallies around. But it's all a Trojan horse. It's fake into actually just achieving whatever is their desired outcome. Is it all smoke and mirrors, guys? Here's a little more of Will Cain talking about the process that he says is just really double standards left and right. Democracy is a process. There's not a single process that the majority of the left hasn't been willing to undercut in order to achieve their outcome. Pack the Supreme Court. There's a pillar of our Republican, small r, republic here in the United States of America. Pack the Supreme Court. Destroy the Supreme Court. Leak from the Supreme Court. How about due process? Every time an officer involved shooting is in the front of the news cycle, there's no care. There's no concern about due process. Just leap to the conclusion and the outcome. Protests, mobs in the street, they're mostly peaceful as long as they achieve the outcome. Yeah, as long as they achieve the outcome, they're okay. Don't worry about it. And so far, the left has basically been crickets. The president barely has condemned it. It is outrageous. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Chris on line four. Chris, your thoughts about this? 
Hi, Rita. How are you? Um, what do you make of this? I, I, I'm sick and tired of these kids with these soulful chants. It's it's basically the participation gro- trophy generation has grown up, and they whine and they cry till they get their way. Just like when they were kids, they want dad to have a trophy, even though they finished in last place, because the other kids got was and just to shut them up, everybody got a trophy. So it didn't matter if you finished first, second, or eighth. That's a great analogy, Chris. Thank you. That's a really great analogy. It's like, if we don't win, we're going to basically go crazy because we deserve to win no matter what, even if... You know, even if the justices decide otherwise, we can't abide by justice. God forbid we do that. Uh, Let's go to Stan. Line one. Stan, your thoughts about this. We have three branches of government. and Thank you for the uh, history class. Yes, go ahead. That's one. Two, nothing is sacrosanct in terms of protest. You can protest in Congress. People protest in front of congressional persons' homes. You can go to the Senate and the president at his house and stand out there and protest. Loud, scream, whatever. But you're at a distance. The Senate, too. You, because senators get protested at their place and so forth. Now, never in our history has yet we have seen major protest against the Supreme Court, usually at the building. Absolutely. But nothing is sacrosanct. Protest is not limited to a specific place all right Convention? so hang on stan no Convention. oh wait a minute stan i let you give the history lesson but i gotta correct you because 18 usc it's a code says picketing and protesting to obstruct justice and influence a decision of a judge shall be fined or imprisoned up to one year so there is a different standard for justices and to go to their supreme court to their home. It's not like you're outside the protest. You're at their home. I, I think there is a different level of standard. Go ahead, Stan. The point is this. Uh, if we had protested, or there have been protests against Dred Scott, against the Supreme Court, maybe there wouldn't have been a civil war, which the court helped start. So my suggestion is protest is legitimate. It should be across the street from places. But you you want it outside your house? You want it outside your house in year 2022? I mean, Stan, give me a break. Stan, stay with us. I'll I'll pick you up after the break. We got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back, everybody. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show where we honor our great military and also their families, a powerful story coming from New Jersey, where the veterans of the Vietnam War were honored in Holmdale on Saturday to mark New Jersey Vietnam Veterans Remembrance Day. The ceremony was held at the New Jersey Vietnam Veterans Memorial. By the way, more than 200,000 veterans from the Garden State served in Vietnam from 1959 to 1975. This was the first time in three years that the ceremony took place on site because, of course, the pandemic. And given the lack of recognition that we received when we got home, it's important that what these veterans did during that period is recognized. That's one of the beautiful, powerful quotes coming from one of the trustees of the Veterans Memorial Foundation. 
By the way, the state legislature made New Jersey Vietnam Veterans Remembrance Day official back in 1991. And great that they were able to celebrate it and honor our great heroes and say to them in person, welcome home. Well, we are talking, of course, about the protests taking place in this country now over Roe v. Wade with this draft decision. Here's a little bit more of protesters that were outside churches and also Supreme Court justices' homes over the weekend. That could be a little annoying if it's outside your home. And listen, I am all for peaceful protests, but there's something to me unseemly about putting out the home addresses and then showing up in your front yard and starting to protest and then moving on to the next justice and then coming back, which is what they did over the weekend. And then they were at another justice house this night. And they're planning on doing protests all over the country. And already some of these protests have gotten pretty violent. Uh, There's been a few where they actually did a Molotov cocktail. Two of them were thrown into a pro-life center in Wisconsin. And a lot of churches are beefing up security because they are very, very concerned. 1-800-848-9222 is the number. 1-800-848-9222 to me. This is so over the top. I think that it's all, you know, I think it's America. I think they should be able to protest peacefully, go in front of the Supreme Court, march down the streets again in an organized protest, power in numbers, get the message out. All of that is an important part of being in America and a democracy. But to go in front of Supreme Court justices' homes and put out maps saying, hey, here's where they live, of the justices that you don't like, the conservative ones, that they believe ruled against them in this opinion. Again, they don't even know if it's the final decision. That, to me, is so over the top. And the fact that already Molotov cocktails are being thrown, and at that location, they also put a note outside and basically said, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. So much for peaceful protests from the left. The only protest they condemn is January 6th. The 574 that took place during the, quote, summer of love, they didn't condemn them. They were, in fact, bailing out some of the rioters. Kamala Harris was. Joe Biden's staff was. Many others were. Shame on them. And tonight they are not condemning these. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go back to Stan on line one. Stan, your thoughts. Uh, To some extent, you make a solid point. I don't want to see any justices hurt. I don't want to see any Molotov cocktails. But a 50-year right for women related to their cells, their own bodies, not since slavery have we had something like this reversed. Dred, I mentioned Dred Scott. Had we protested Dred Scott some 152 years, maybe there might not have been a civil war. Maybe, But the Supreme Court caused, to some extent, a civil war. I'm not saying it was all, but some of it. So I'm not for rioting. I'm not for Molotov cocktails. I'm for protests. But the the problem is, Stan, they're not condemning it. You know, you you obviously, that's that I agree is an appropriate response. I'm not for 
the violence. I'm, I'm for free speech. I have no problem with people voicing their opinions. I can see why they're passionate on, on both sides of this issue, you know. But I don't like the fact that they are out there at a Supreme Court justice's home and they are not condemning it. And the president of the United States ha- is in a position to say, do not go there. Do not do that. That is completely out of line. This must stop. And he has not done that yet. And shame on this president and shame on Nancy Pelosi, who's Uh, calling it. She's calling it righteous anger. She's calling it like righteous. She's justifying it, Stan. They have a responsibility to keep peace. And instead, they want these crazy protests because they want to galvanize their base. For some reason, they're afraid to condemn them. I don't think they have any problem galvanizing their base. The thing that interests me is, I think, as you said, related to, you mentioned in the early part of the statement that you made, that uh, the decision has been made. I think what has been shown the draft, I I don't think, you know, it's not the fact, but I think that will be the decision. I think it's already been drafted, and I think they will will not change their minds. If they did, that would be a story. I think the decision has been made. It's 5-4 or 6-3 or whatever, I think it will go the way against Roe. I'm sorry, but that... Yeah, usually, usually. But you know what, Stan? I'm worried what's going to happen. I'm worried that already we are seeing violence, because I consider someone throwing a Molotov cocktail and burning a building, that's violence. Um, So, and writing what they wrote, that threat on the wall. So I'm concerned that it's going to get a lot worse. And boy, if this is the way they feel about this opinion, and if it does come down as the decision... They're going to really, they're just going to go crazy. And this administration and the Democrats seem to be allowing it because it's their side doing it. Then it's okay. Rita, Rita, uh, I remember a time when decisions came down and we had a civil rights and people rioted in the streets for a couple of years in terms of getting civil rights legislation done. Uh, I'm sorry to say, and I don't like to say it, but some rioting that has occurred did change situations, did change certain ways of done. I'm not approving it. I was going to say, but but, civil rights legislation. But still, but yeah, but and I, I hear what you're saying on that, but there could have been another way to do it. And, and it also, if you look right now, let's at least just talk about current times, because I think a lot of the civil rights legislation, obviously, I think, you know, that was a powerful thing. I'm, I'm, an enormous fan, by the way, of like Martin Luther King Jr. and and all of those folks who are leading those efforts. And I'm sitting here looking now, though, this is not a justification for making change. I mean, this is a terrible example. And shame on this president and others for not condemning it. You can't say, oh, well, uh, it worked, uh, so let's do it again now in 2022. No, I, I, on that point, to some extent, I agree with you. But Let's understand. I'm not happy with this rioting thing or doing it. But apparently the judges said one thing and lied about another. They said they weren't going to do it. They weren't going to make change precedent. And they did. To some extent, there has been a betrayal, but they have a right to to vote the way they want. In their their, uh, hearings to be uh, on the bench, many of them said they will not go against precedent. And they did exactly that. They did go and uh, eliminate Roe versus Wade, which I think, again, I'll repeat it, I think it definitely will be eliminated. And so by the there way, is an and, anger. And there's by an the, anger. Yeah, and I, I hear what you're saying, and it'll be interesting for them to explain why they phrased certain things under oath um, and did something different 
Um, was there a reasoning because of this particular case or the way that it was phrased um, or certain issues that they felt? Obviously, they felt that it, the Constitution didn't have the right and they looked at it. Maybe they saw new evidence or new information that changed their opinion. There's a lot of reasons. It still does nothing justifies why they're doing what they're doing. And again, in such a short time, I really worry that things are going to get out of hand. Stan, thanks for the call. Always great to hear from you. Let's go to Pablo on line six. Pablo, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. How are you doing? I'm good. What do you think? I mean, this to me is really frightening. I just said to Stan, you know, there's no justification. Well, there's no justification for what's going on for sure. Now, all he said was there is no constitutional right to an abortion. There is none. The states will decide how they're going to do it. Now, all of these politicians that are talking all this nonsense, Let's see what they do. Why don't they just make it law or not law? That's all they got to do. Vote it in Congress. If it's in Congress, then it's settled law, right? Cong- I mean, Supreme Court does not make law. I have a child in school and uh, over there in Park Slope, and the uh, her, her classmate believes that, you know, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? that she's a lawmaker. She can make the law. People have a big misunderstanding about that. That's one. Two, you're talking about uh, Schumer, Pelosi, and all these other people should be ashamed of themselves. These people do not have any shame. They will do whatever it takes. They will probably sell their own mothers to get what they want. Oh, yeah, they are. They are. Some of them are fanatical, Pablo. I mean, that's the thing. Some of them are just downright crazy. Um, and I, again, I'm all for everybody speaking their mind or people being disappointed with the um, opinion, but vocalize it. Don't sit and protest and go to somebody's home and put their address out. And the fact that they're not condemning it to me is just it's it's really atrocious. And I just think we're heading down a really slippery path. Let's go to Pamela. Line four. Pam, your thoughts about this. Hi. Um, let's uh, circle back and look at this from a different angle. Are you are you uh, pulling a saki, Pamela? Are you pulling a saki uh, by saying circling back? I'm pulling a saki attention getter. Uh, the Supreme Court bailed on looking into the 2020 election, and now they picked now right before the election to drop the abortion topic. Hmm. Makes you wonder, and it leaks. Yes. Yeah, so where do you th- what do you think? Who do you think's behind the leak, Pamela? <laughs> well, it may end up like somebody said the other day. Uh, uh, actually, Dick Morris said it may end up like uh, or somebody else said it. It may end up like the Kennedy assassination. We may never know. But I, it smells awful fishy to me. Yeah, right it sure does. The yeah, the timing. And also um, and Pamela, thanks so much for the call. The timing of it all. And also. The fact that it's big primaries right now, uh, it's heading right into primary season. Of course, the big one that took place last week, you know, you had Ohio and some others, and then you got Pennsylvania coming up next week. I mean, there's a lot of big primaries coming up uh, that are very, very important. So I think, to your point, it's no coincidence, the timing of it coming out right now at all. Um, Let's go to Russell, line one. Go ahead, Russ. Thanks, Rita. You know, I wanted to ask Stan, the man from Forest Hills, if he would support women uh, invading the Capitol and occupying the Capitol since electoral politics seems to have failed us. I, I wonder if he'd support that. 
You know what? I would say Stan uh, would say, absolutely no, that's different. Because he yeah. thinks that Biden's George Washington, remember? He, he seems to put him on that. He wants to put him on Mount Rushmore. Well, Stan, Stan's a little unreasonable. He also said women shouldn't be police. And as soon as he said that, I really can't take anything he says seriously. But, Rita, tell me, what do you think if women uh, mounted a, um, I don't want to say an assault on the Capitol, but, you know, an intrusion, if Nancy Pelosi was at the door and held the doors open and they all went in, what, what do you think should be done about that? I, well, I think Nancy Pelosi would call it righteous anger. You know, I, I, she would. You know, yeah, you, you you make a great point because clearly they still, as I brought up, Russell, they haven't even condemned the ones from 2020 yet. You know, right, well, put, I mean, it's amazing. It puts them in a kind of a bind. And can I tell you, I think John Roberts released that draft. It's kind of like the Warren Commission. You put in charge the people who actually pulled the assassination. And I'll tell you why. Because... John Roberts feels that Clarence Thomas took the authority to assign the decision away from him, and then Clarence Thomas pulls a fast one and gives it to Alito, forking forking both of these guys. For, forking, F-O-R-K. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I'm you glad you cleared that. I knew what you meant. <laughs> Russell, thank you very, very much. And everybody, when we come back, I want to get your take just for the last few minutes on what's going on in Russia and, of course, with Ukraine, Russia, because of the Victory Day Parade. Outrageous comments coming from Vladimir Putin today, claiming to his people during his Victory Day Parade that the reason that they invaded Ukraine was because they were defending themselves, that Russia was in a defensive position, not in an attack position. Take a listen to what he said. A donde vas? A donde vas? Kentucky. Kentucky. Cut 28 right now. This is Vladimir Putin. That was Adonde Vos. That was actually Jenny Terror, who we had the other day at the border. But that was a good one, too. She had some great reports. you got to check it out because she was on our show and gave some great stuff. But here is Vladimir Putin. Cut 29. How military infrastructure was being developed, how hundreds of foreign advisors were at work, regular supplies of the most modern weapons from NATO. Danger was increasing every day. Russia repelled this aggression in a preventive way. This was the only correct decision, and it was a timely decision. The decision of a sovereign, independent, and powerful nation. So we had to basically come in, and we basically further, they said, that NATO wanted to use nukes against us. Take a listen. Actually, now we have the full thing. I want to play this, because, boy, this is wild and outlandish. They were talking about the possible acquisition of nuclear weapons. The NATO bloc started developing, actively developing territories adjacent to us. And therefore, in a planned way, we're creating an absolutely unacceptable threat immediately next to our borders. Everything pointed to a collision with the Nazism, with the Nazis and Banderites. That was inevitable. So because of Nazis and the U.S. was basically planning to attack us, we had to go in. Does anybody buy this hogwash? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. 
It's the Rita Cosby Show. You are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. I had to play some of these outlandish comments coming from Vladimir Putin on his Victory Day, which is the day of victory of the Russians over Germany in World War II. And everybody was wondering, what is he going to do today? Is he going to announce a full-blown war, which he didn't do? Um, is he going to announce some sort of victory, some form? Is he going to try to call up you know, more folks for the draft? There in Russia, what will he do? Well, he did do this big parade. But what was really interesting, first of all, I felt like I was watching, quite frankly, Hitler in the 1930s, you know, kind of parading out there with the military might and marching and the whole to do. And yet there were no airplanes. And a lot of people are wondering, is it because they're busy? you know, bombarding still Ukraine, and a lot of them have been destroyed also in the war, and he maybe didn't have any extra ones, if you will, to showcase. The other thing, too, the big general who is in charge of the operations in Ukraine, a lot of people were wondering, why was he not brought out in the parade? He was nowhere to be seen, and people have not seen him, apparently, in a bit of time. So there's a lot of rumors circulating about that. Take a listen. Here is a little bit of Vladimir Putin basically trying to justify, though, to his masses, saying the reason that Russia went in was self-defense because he claims that the U.S. and the rest of the West were planning to attack Russia. Listen to this twist. Last December, we proposed a treaty on the guarantees of security. Russia called on the West for an honest dialogue, a reasonable compromise solutions in the interests of each other. But that was in vain. The NATO countries did not want to hear us. And that is means that, in fact, they had very different plans. And we could see that. They openly were preparing for yet another punitive operation in Donbass to invade for an invasion of our historic lands, including Crimea. And so we had to go in and slaughter the whole country. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. What do you make of his comments? Do you think it is a sign that he's trying to justify what he's done so far to work some peace deal, or do you think he is preparing them for the worst yet to come on the Ukrainian people? Although it's already been horrific, as we know from the numbers. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Tony on line one. Tony, your thoughts. So how are you doing, Rita? Yeah, I uh, I went to Ukraine several times, uh, Odessa in particular. There was a huge Orthodox uh, Jewish community there, and all these claims of them being Nazis and so forth is ridiculous. It's just, why would they have such a large Orthodox community there if that were true? Well, uh, and also Zelensky's Jewish, you know? I mean, that's the other thing. Zelensky's Jewish, Tony, and he's just doing it whatever he can to rally his base, and he knows that that's a that's a, he's trying to do something to justify going back and again victory day over the Germans, over the Nazis, you know. And it's like, okay, we're going back, and that's he's just trying to use that mindset. Let's go to Johnny, uh, line four. Johnny, your thoughts? I, I, you know, I know a little bit about it. Most of the news is incorrect. 
you just played a Putin speech, and um, he made the comment uh, he, as he was speaking. He mentioned Stefan Bandera, um, who is who the actual Azov Battalion, the quote unquote Nazis. <clears throat> so, hey, Johnny, I don't, Johnny, I don't want to. We don't have a lot of time for you to like revisit history, but real quick. Um, don't you think it's a twist that, oh, we're going in, we had to defend ourselves from the West? Come on, Johnny. But your translation was wrong of the speech. Well, I, mean, I uh, hey, hey, Johnny, that wasn't my voice translating. I don't know Russian, but thank you. We're going to move on to someone else who speaks English. Let's go to Jimmy. The communist press, the Soviets, anybody who opposes them, they call Nazis or fascists. The American Communist Party papers call Giuliani ultra-right fascist. This is what the communists do. It's their history. Everybody's the bad guy. They're always the good guy. Putin is successful confusing people on both sides. They've got us confused. you got very bad people in America who are working against America, but because they support the Ukrainians, they look like they're not really working to destroy America. Very expert uh, way to confuse both Yeah, sides. you're right. You know, it's, it's sort of like the propaganda machine. We'll be back tomorrow, guys. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.